Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. Now, l- let me tell you, this weekend is massive when it comes to the, in terms of wrestling. There are some huge shows taking place, and my guest this week is taking part in a massive match. He's got a big weekend ahead of himself. He's here to talk about that and so much more. So joining me this week on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, it is Son of Irish. Irish, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good, boss. How are you? I am doing great. And like I mentioned in the intro, this is a big weekend. You got Chris Bay on Saturday night. Now, I mean, Impact Star Chris Bay has been tearing it up. For yourself, how do you prepare for a match like this? Because this is a big deal. Man, just talking about it has my heart just racing right now. Um Mm -hmm. I, I go to training. I go and see my coach, Harlan Abbott. He pushes me every single day to do stuff. Um, and, like, honestly, man, like, the best thing for me is, like, to just stay confident. But, like, don't get overconfident with yourself, you know? That's the biggest thing that I found in my career in uh, Love Pro Wrestling is, like, it's always good to stay confident. But getting a little overconfident, you're in your head too much. And that could cause you to lose over and over and over, you know? Mm-hmm. But for this, I just say uh, I keep my head clear. I do what I'm supposed to do. I train to become better, and I just keep my head up high. I mean, the past year, like, we'll talk more about it, but, like, watching you grow and progress has been incredible. So, I mean, it's it should be no surprise to anyone that you are getting this opportunity. And, I mean, I'm excited for it. Like, as a fan of independent wrestling, I love seeing – the the I, I don't want to say next generation, but like this current generation being able to have these opportunities to test themselves, to prove to themselves that they can do this. And this is huge for you. Man, it, it is a big opportunity because like I've wrestled guys like Amir Jordan also, but like mm-hmm. talking about Chris Bay right now has me shaking because I'm so nervous for it. Mm-hmm. And oh. More and more, you are seeing... I mean, we saw just like uh, this past week or two weeks ago with Mo Jabari, who has been tearing it up all over Canada, oh. getting an opportunity with NWA. So, like in the back of your mind, you got to be thinking like these opportunities. You keep knocking them out of the park, and they're going to come looking for you. I hope I hope that is the case. But like watching guys like Mo Jabari, I've got to wrestle multiple times, and man, like deep down, he's a great guy and. He's an amazing athlete and a professional wrestler, and he's he's going places, as you said. Like mm-hmm. NWA, that's that's crazy for him, and like I'm super proud to see that for him because like he's my boy, and mm-hmm. good things are happening for him for sure. Well, before Saturday hits and the uh, match with Chris Bay, I mean, you've got a big match at LPW. Oh, you man. and you and Jared Rogers against El Asesino and Dean Richter. I mean. Let, let's talk about that one because this is a huge opportunity for you too. It definitely is. And like watching Jared grow as an individual and a professional wrestler is like, and getting him by my side is even more better for me also. But like Assassinino, Jared beat him one-on-one fair and square. And he decided to jump him after the match for what reason? There was none at all. 
Mm-hmm. But seeing him grow and like being in my shoes, losing and losing and losing, and then finally picking up that win, and then someone trying to take it away from him, I wasn't just gonna let that slide. So mm-hmm. of course I helped him and like he's my boy now. So I'm gonna do what I can, and this Friday we're gonna take that win. Now I mean wrestling is a massive part of your life. So, I mean, let's walk us through it. Where did your introduction to it all happen? And like, what was, you know, young Irish, what was he getting into when it came to wrestling starting off? So um, I first got into wrestling, like when I was a little kid, like watching it on WWE was my favorite thing. Batista was my favorite wrestler along with Jeff Hardy. But uh, my dad is the Irishman, and, like, he was also a professional wrestler, so watching him do that stuff. And I also had, like, a way in. Mm-hmm. And um, Massive Damage, who runs Monster Pro Wrestling, was my coach and actually started my career. And believe it or not, I started wrestling when I was 8 years old. I started training then. And I had my debut match when I was 13 as Mystic. Me and uh, Kid Cyrus, he's now known as Dalton Rogue. We were uh, mm-hmm. the Birds of Prey. I was 13. Dalton... I believe was 16 or 17. Our first match, we wrestled, I wrestled Chris Parrish and Sean Martins at the Italian festival and we took a win. And then from there I put in the work, I got older and here I am now mm-hmm. the future son of Irish. <laughs> I mean, what was it like being able to, you know, see your dad who was a wrestler and like, see him actually in the ring you know like i think that's something as a kid i mean like i know i watching wrestling i never would have imagined that like my dad would be a wrestler but like i mean i'm not gonna lie my dad he's, he was a tough guy but never anything i could see him doing but like the yeah. larger than life atmosphere that must have been something oh man it definitely was because like my dad has the same interests as me he's He's always loved wrestling. He started his wrestling career when he was 19. And like, that's how old I am right now. Like I'm still a baby. I'm only 19 years old Mm -hmm. and I'm getting opportunities like wrestling Chris Bay at 19. That's, that's big for me. But like seeing my own father in the ring, that's what pushed me to want to get into wrestling so I can be by his side and like have these tag team matches with him and pretty much be like Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio but not turn on my dad. I at least want to stand by his side, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Cause like when I was doing my research, you know, I make my notes and everything. And I was like, I mean, yeah, his name is son of Irish. Sure. You know, it's possible that it's his dad, but like, I never want to assume anything when it comes to professional wrestling. So, I mean, I was like, I'm just going to work that in slowly just in case, you know? Yeah. No, the uh, that is my father for sure. Did you ever like have any reservations about getting into professional wrestling? Uh, in a way I did. I always wanted to be a professional wrestler since I was a child. So having my dad do it too was also a way for me to start it. Mm-hmm. But actually what what started my wrestling career was I was a bad child growing up, like always getting into fights in elementary and stuff. And then finally my mom and dad put me into wrestling. And I remember Jackhammer, I don't know if you guys know him, but like he's the wrath now. I was eight years old and he picked me up and he body slammed me. And like, I remember taking my first bump and then I got up and I was like, wow, I am not the world's strongest man. And like, I can get my ass kicked at any time. Mm -hmm. And since eight years old to now, like, obviously I'm not a bad kid anymore. I stay out of trouble. I wrestle and I 
don't do anything that I'm not supposed to. <laughs> hey, at least you, you know, it kind of woke you up at a young age, you oh, know, like, sure. and that's something that I think a lot of people, it may, it could take them into their thirties, forties before they get that sort of wake up call, you know, like, Hey, you know, like the world is an unforgiving place out there. So if you want to, you know, the old saying, you know, the fuck around and find out that really comes into play. Oh yeah, for sure. The more you fuck around, the more you find out for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. So you're 19 right now. You had your first match at 13, you said? Yeah. So that's six years experience and you've been around the wrestling ring, you know, since you were eight years old. So, I mean, like that is a huge leg up when you look at some of the people starting to get into wrestling. I mean, the, the work you've been able to put in over those years, it's really coming to fruition for yourself. Oh yeah. And like, all I want to be able to do is like the new people that are coming in. Cause like, it's weird to say, but like I've been do I've been wrestling for a decade and like, I'd be considered a vet to the new people coming in. So like, I want to tell them the stuff not to do that I did at a young age that, I'm only 19, but I feel it. Like, my body definitely feels it in the morning after wrestling shows. I'm like, oh, do I want to get up today or do I want to stay in bed? Most of the time, like, I do get up and then I'll go back to training and stuff. But it's like, you have to stay consistent in order to be a professional wrestler and see the outcome of it. So, I mean, when when was it that you first got enrolled at Monster Pro as, like, an actual trainee? Oh, for me, um, I believe I started sometime in September of 2013 is when I started my training for Monster Pro Wrestling. So the first day you walk in there as an official trainee, I mean, that's when things like it becomes real for you. So oh, yeah, man. What, what are you thinking at that point? Shit's about to go down. I'm going to be a professional wrestler. I'm starting my career young. Um, I think the like the biggest thing for me is I was just excited to step foot in the ring and learn and just like yeah. in the basis of professional wrestling and what it takes to be a wrestler. Mm -hmm. I I was so interested as a young individual that I just I wanted to go no matter how sore I was. I didn't care how long I got to be there. I just wanted to go so I could show my interest into wrestling, even just sit there and listen to the wrestlers talk about knowledge, help me out also. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, so you mentioned your first match being that tag match, um, but what was your first one after you had completed the training? I remember, oh, my first singles match, I was as Mystic and my tag team well my former tag team partner chris Parrish, me and him make this joke all the time because he was 31 and i was 13 and my first singles match i wrestled him at 13 years old and he was 31 and i had face paint and stuff at the time because i just lost the mask to steve rivers in a tag team match mm -hmm. but after like the tag team matches were done and i had my first match it was against the guy who pretty much mentored me in training also alongside with my dad so it was nerve-wracking Cause I didn't want to mess mm -hmm. up. I want I want to be perfect. Right. Yeah, of course. I mean, when you come from a history of wrestling, I mean, you're stepping foot into this world. I mean, there is a level of expectation that I'm sure you hold yourself to. And that like others would 
come to expect from you as well, as unfair as it may be. But with that sort of history, it it almost is a, a second nature with people. It definitely is. Because, like, one thing is, like, if I mess up in a match, the biggest guy that's going to see is my dad because he was the guy who trained me and showed me pretty much everything I know, right? So when he watches my matches and stuff, the biggest thing that I try to do is not mess up. Because if I mess up, the first person that's going to tell me about it is my dad, right? Mm -hmm. But I'd rather the criticism than, like, you be gentle about it and be like, oh, no, that looked amazing, even though it looked horrible, right? Yeah. It's really, I mean, you want to hear that feedback. I mean, because when it's coming from someone in that position who's trained you, I mean, and being your father as well, I mean, he's not going to just shit on you for something bad. He's going to, you know talk to you about what happened and help you work through it. So, you know, for next time. Well, the biggest thing that like my dad does with me is like, he'll come up to me and he'll be like, Hey, that was a really good match. And then we'll sit down and we'll talk about it. And then he'll ask me is like, well, what did you do wrong? And there's one thing like in wrestling that I always don't do. And he'll always mention it. And to this day, it's still a bad habit of me is I'll stop continuously selling. So mm-hmm. I'll just take a heat or something, and then in the middle of a comeback, I'm fired up, I'm fired up, but I'm not continuously selling. Uh, Michael Richard Blaze also gives me this pointer very well because he's one guy who's really good at continuous selling. Um, same with Harlan Abbott. He's really good at continuous selling also, but like, there's still bad habits that I have, and hearing it from my dad also, it's like, dang, because I'm still trying to get out of it, right? Yeah. But it's one and, of those and- things. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's still, you're always learning with wrestling. And I mean, it's, you've, you know, addressed the thing, you know, that you're trying to improve on. And like, you keep doing that, you keep working on it. And eventually it's going to happen. It's just, it's like, it's almost like when you're practicing a move over and over, and then eventually it just clicks. And then everything after that just falls into place. So it's the same sort of thing with that. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, I wanted to bring up your run in LPW because I was guilty of it. Some people were guilty of it. And like always thinking like, this is the time that he's going to lose this championship. But every single match, you (laughs) proved myself, you proved everyone wrong. And then it was coming to the point where it's like, you had a title match. It's like, fuck, Irish is going to win because he has just been crushing it lately. Like, I have no problem admitting where I was wrong, but my dude, you had an incredible run as champion. I I truly do appreciate that, man. And like hearing that from you means a lot because one of the biggest things to me is like, that was my first ever singles title and I got opportunity from it from Love Pro Wrestling. And it's like, I've been one of their day one guys. I was there for the very first show and here I am coming out for the current show. And that's, that was a big opportunity for me. So it opened big doors for me because I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I brought the title out of Alberta. I defended it in Vancouver for WrestleCore mm-hmm. title versus tattoo in a death match. And like, it was fun. It was, it was a good run. And like you said, like everyone was like, Oh, Irish is going to lose. Irish is going to lose. I like hearing that though, because that's what pushed me to pull out the wins and everything. But like, not only that, it motivated me. Cause I was like, you know what? Like, I lost for so long. Everyone's going to be like, oh, he's going to lose. Oh, he's going to lose. Or, and now you said, oh, Irish is going to win. Irish is going to win. And no one expected Travis to win, right? But yeah. out of all people, I 
am happy he did because he is honestly one of the deep down nicest people I've ever met. And not only mm-hmm. that, he is a great professional wrestler, the professional Travis Williams. It suits him because he's that freaking good. Yeah. Uh, honestly, pulling my tights for the, the win, I'm not even mad about it. You got to do what you got to do to become champ, right? And mm-hmm. he did exactly that. And I'm rooting for him this Friday against T.Y. Jackson to come out challenge champion still. Uh, like I, I was, I was there for that match. I mean, we got a chance to chat and it was, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll share the interaction after I say this, but like you two had just an amazing match. And that was a night of matches where it just seemed like, I don't know how anything is going to beat this next match. And you guys set the bar so damn high that the fact that like everyone had to clear that, like you two should be incredibly proud of yourselves with that match. I I am proud of that. I go back and he's one of my favorite people to wrestle. He's so easy to work. And like, not only that, he's wrestled in the States and everything, Defy Wrestling also. And it's like, he's truly that good. And like hearing that, I, thank you. I appreciate that. And the one thing I'm going to miss the most is opening the show because I got to wrestle. And then mm-hmm. I got to watch and like sit with the crowd and enjoy the show and watch everyone else's matches as well right yeah so uh for the listeners when i was at the uh speedball strikes first show i mean you know we're walking around during the show i think it was it was either during or afterwards and then i bumped into you you know kind of just chatted a little bit and then i was like uh, i mentioned i was like yeah i'd love to have you on the podcast you're like yeah definitely and then what happened next was we both went on twitter to make sure we followed each other and then it just afterwards we're like yeah i checked to make sure i was following you and you're like yeah i did too and then it was just like okay sweet It was definitely a funny moment, that's for sure. <laughs> you had mentioned that uh, the title match where the loser gets tattooed. Did you ever think when you're stepping foot training that you would be a part of a match like this? No. Honestly, <laughs> man, like, um, <laughs> this was for WrestleCore. Um, Cobra Kai gave us a text and everything, and like, he asked, he's like, who wants to do a tattoo death match? And I was like, fuck, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then um, TJ Cannon messaged before I did, and he said he'll do it. So the only two people that were really down for the death match were me and TJ Cannon. So we ended up working the match, and like, I was not expecting like an actual tattoo match to happen. Mm-hmm. But after the match, like, I got the one, two, three pulled him out of the ring his tights were down and a real tattoo gun we wrote loser on him (laughs) and then the next day i wrestled jack pride also and this one got sprung on jack pride like on the spot right there cobra kai goes up to him and he says hey man last night this match was so over i think we should do it again tonight and he looks at me (laughs) and i remember the look on his face he's like what the fuck did I just get myself into, right? <laughs> and I looked at him and I'm like, I'm not losing my title though, so that means you're getting a tattoo. We ended up uh, having a really good match and then we got told on shoot that we had to cut our match short by like six, seven minutes. So me and him go out there and everything we did, we called on the fly and I ended up hitting the shoot and start press and the tattoo on Pride was literally shot on him on spot. It was not supposed to actually happen. It was just boom, right there. And then the next day, 
good thing about Cobra Kai, though, is he's an amazing guy and a promoter. I love working for him. I'd work for him again anytime. He paid for their cover-ups, and they got free cover-ups the next day with luchador masks. Oh, nice. But over the luchador masks, it still says the loser, but they have the mask over top of it, right? Hey, that's, it hey, that's cool. something. Yeah, you know, like, that goes a long way with relationships in wrestling, you know, because, like... Oh, man. I'm sure that, you know, there are promoters out there who would book something like that and afterwards being like, well, no, that's what it was, you know, and then you're, you're fucked. But like huge props to Cobra Kai for that one. Like, man, he's amazing. Great guy. Yeah. And like Jack pride, like he's on, he's one of my best friends in the business. And like, just the look on his face, I will never forget that. And like when me and him talk about it, it's just like, he looks at me with big eyes. He's like, <laughs> I die laughing. I'm like, it's on you, man. I'm not getting this tattoo. Hell no. <laughs> was the, those WrestleCore shows your first time wrestling outside of Alberta? Uh, yeah, that was Cobra yeah. Kai was my first in getting out of Alberta was for WrestleCore. And man, mm-hmm. it was a great time. Has like has it been able to have you been able to continue on with that with venturing outside Alberta? Because I'm sure like you're still young, so I mean like wanting to go different places and getting that experience has to be on your list of things like to accomplish. Oh, for sure. I wanna. I definitely want to go wrestle in the states, but like on the outside of wrestling, I'm a plumber. So like I also make good money outside of wrestling because like I'm focused on work and like my personal life because. I'm not getting any younger now. I'm 19. I'm about to be 20. So, like, I also got to have a backup career just in case wrestling doesn't work. But right now, like, I have a RRSP account. So, like, I'm saving my money and stuff. So, when I do want to take time off, I can go out and wrestle, experience the outside of wrestling in Alberta also, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm telling you, as long as I'm here, no offense, I'm not going to make it anywhere. Because, like, Alberta scene wrestling is very small, but we are slowly getting noticed. I mean, you really are. I mean, I feel like uh, BC, the scene is massive out there. Oh. When you, you can name almost a dozen promotions. Alberta, the past, you know, two years has really been something, like, special that's happening out there. You've got so many incredible promotions. The amount of wrestlers coming out of Alberta right now, like, the next generation, like professional wrestling is in great hands when you see the talent coming out of Alberta right now. Oh, a hundred percent. And like you have these amazing schools like clandestine wrestling society, top talents. And like you get to go learn from these guys and you actually want to become a professional wrestler also. And like there is guys like Jared Rogers and Zoe Sager and like Zoe's for sure going places. I'll, I'll give her props right now. She's going places a hundred percent. And like, if Jared continues his training and stuff and he gets better and he works and puts that effort in, he will for sure go places also. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's, it's just staying consistent and like keeping your mind up for wrestling and like the people that don't motivate you and stuff, is it worth keeping them on your tailgate for wrestling? Right. Because, 100%. like, wrestling, are you in it for yourself or are you in it for others? Because, like, no one else is going to really help you make a career unless you're putting in the work training to get better and be the professional wrestler you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. It's just staying consistent. That's all it is. I, I mentioned BC and Alberta, and I'd be amiss if I didn't say that even uh, Saskatchewan has been, they've even been uh, stepping Very it up a little bit. Man. Yeah, they're they're starting to uh, do some great things there. 
and Manitoba as well. I mean, some of the oh, the, the young guys happening here have been crushing it. So I just didn't want to leave anybody out. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, well, out of Edmonton, I guess, like, I've wrestled Manitoba. I did the Tony Candelo little tour for four oh, days. Okay, you did the Northern tour. Yeah, man, it was it was a good time, like, just talking with Tony. Like, it was my first time ever talking to him. My dad used to wrestle back then for him and stuff, too, and he told me about him and, like, getting to meet him and hearing his accent and everything when he talks, it's like everything my dad told me matched up to this guy. And like, man, this is great. <laughs> Tony, Tony's a care, a bit of a character. Oh man. Is he ever, you hear some of the stuff he says is like, what he's sitting on his chair, puffing his cigarette and he's looking at people like, what you got a problem? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? He was on um, uh, another local podcast here, Beesh. He's He was on their podcast and uh, just a little clip promoting an upcoming show. And they had asked him a question and he's like, oh, well, I'm eating Chinese dinner right now. I, I don't have my sheet here with all the matches and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, Tony, come on, man. Man, he, oh, a character that guy is for sure. Wow. How long ago was the... the uh, stint of shows you did for that uh that was about a year ago i went down on a trip for uh with me mars the specialist and bobby sharp it was actually after one of the lpw shows we finished wrestling we packed up the ring and then that night we drove straight to winnipeg mm -hmm. and then i remember i told mars i was going to take a little nap so i passed out for like two hours and then i woke up and we're pulled up on the side of the road and mars looks at me he's like hey irish can you drive for a little bit i'm like yeah of course so we end up switching. Mars is passed out. And I look at the time and I ended up driving for 11 hours. And we were in Winnipeg by the time him and Bobby both woke up. I was like, hey, boys, we're in Winnipeg. <laughs> I drove straight there. I went off of four uh, Monster Energy drinks. I was just slamming them back while I was driving, just listening to the music while they were sleeping. And then by the time they woke up, I was like, you guys want Subway? And we pulled up to the first Subway that was in Winnipeg, got some food, and then we were at the show dude i don't know how because like doing that drive is exhausting i oh, it is. and i had no one really to talk to until they woke up actually and like this was my first road trip with bobby sharp and man i love this guy nothing but respect for bobby sharp and just like because he was one of my favorites growing up and getting to watch him wrestle and like he's one person i haven't got to wrestle yet and like that's one person I want to definitely have books with is write down, Hey, I got to wrestle Bobby Sharp. Right. Mm -hmm. But talking with him was just fun times and talking with Mars was fun times. And then on our way back, we drove back to Winnipeg, but we had uh cat Von He's with us also. Yeah. So it was my first road trip with them. And then I pretty much stayed up the whole drive driving there. So I told Bobby and all of them, I was like, Hey guys, I'm just going to sleep for this drive. And after I said that, I closed my eyes and I was out, woke up and I was like, Oh shit, I'm home. <laughs> I've worked out all right. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. I was also sore because of wrestling and stuff though too. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know like after doing those shows, because I mean, it's not like it's luxurious uh, sleeping arrangements or anything like that. I mean, it is a bit of a grind doing those Northern tours. So I don't think it was a tour though. I think like uh, we only wrestled the one, but like I'm Tony was on the tour. He was doing his tour, but we wrestled the one show for him in Winnipeg. Okay. And then the next day 
we drove back to Edmonton after we wrestled the show. We stayed with uh, Kat Von E's parents down in Winnipeg. And, like, okay. Um, no, I wasn't on the tour. We did one show for him on the tour. Like, I believe gotcha. that's what he was doing. But if I ever get the chance to do it, you best believe I'm taking that opportunity. Because I got my car. I got a license. I'll drive myself to Winnipeg. I've done it before. Yeah. Hey, why not? Really I mean, the fact that you're willing to, you know, do those, because I mean, there are wrestlers who hear the stories of them and in no way, shape or form want to be a part of it. But then there's others that I I've had them on the podcast before. They have nothing but incredible things to say about them for just being a part of it, what it means to them and just the overall experience. Oh yeah. And like, um, training with massive damage down at monster pro wrestling. Um, he told me a lot of the stories that he used to do for the Tony Cadenal tour also. And like me and kid Cyrus, when we were tag teamed, he went and did a tour and he told me the experience and he had a good time with it too. And just hearing about it, it's like, man, I want to, I want to get the chance to do this stuff now. Cause I'm older at the time mm-hmm. I was 13. So my mom was like, Nope, it's school. first. <laughs> you got to focus on school. And like my diploma is actually right there up on my wall. So it's, it's a good thing I listened to her because now I can focus on wrestling and do the things I want because I have a backup career. Yeah. And I mean, that's huge, but I mean, I wanted to ask about this past year Um, for yourself, 2023, we talked about some of the matches with LPW incredible run overall. I mean, what have you been most proud of this year for yourself when it comes to wrestling? Honestly, watching back my matches and stuff, just how much I've progressed over the year, because like I've put in the work to get to where I am and like listening to people and getting the criticism like from MRB, his his criticism is nothing but good criticism. So it helps me out. Right. And like he's going to not he's going to be honest. He's not going to be like, oh, no, don't worry, Irish. I look fine. You don't have to work on it. He's straight up. He's like, hey, man, like it looked amazing, but I think you can do this to do it better. And then the next show, I try it, and then I watch it back. I'm like, damn, that did look better. And, like, I'm glad I listened to him because every time I watch it back now, it gets better and better and better. It's precise every time I do it, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, the the biggest thing for me is just how good I've got. I'm trying, yeah. to, trying to stay humble. I'm not trying to overwork it, I guess. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I've progressed a lot as a professional wrestler, and I think – the singles matches and not doing tags as much. It's like I get to push myself more. I've wrestled Artemis Spencer, Amir Jordan, Mo Jabari, Mitch Clark. So it's like things like that also helps me out because they're challenges, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't, I, I think it's, it's being able to say like the improvements you've made, how the, the things you've seen progressive in progress in your wrestling career. I think it's fair to say just how well you've gotten over the year. That's a total legit thing because I mean, if you're not striving for that when it comes to wrestling, I mean like, well, what is it, you know, like, yeah. I mean, obviously there's the love, but I think as people and even if, whether it's wrestling, whether it's podcasting, like I know I, I want to see improvements. I want to be, you know, know that, I was good, you know, like to me, that's what I want. So, yeah, like I don't, I don't want to be good. I want to be great. You know, like Mm -hmm. I want people to look at me and be like, holy shit, that kid's amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't want them looking at me and be like, ah, he's, he's good. But like, I'll take good over, oh, that kid's shit. 
<laughs> I want them to look at me though and be like, wow, man. So like hearing the stuff that you say and other people say, like that motivates me and pushes me to be better. Cause it's like hearing that makes me happy. And I'm like, wow, like maybe I am getting that good. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, I actually am. So I'm going to stay consistent on what I'm doing because yeah. it's showing. So, I mean, that's 2023, 2024. I mean, we're a month away from that. What do you see happening in 2024 for yourself when it comes to wrestling? Honestly, I just got my passport. So open books. I want to go out to the States and everything and wrestle, but I'm only going to be 20. I'm not even legal to like wrestle in bars or anything out in the States, but who knows? Who knows what can happen, right? My goal in 2024 is to at least get out of Alberta and try to wrestle somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not even, I'm not in it for the gold. I'm in it to wrestle and get the experience and then like pass my knowledge on to other people. Cause I've been wrestling for 11 years in, in shows for six years, but in total 11 years knowledge of professional wrestling. So I just want to have fun with it. That's all it is. I'm not in it for gold. I'm just in it to have fun. Mm -hmm. You you mentioned, you mentioned uh, passing on that knowledge. I mean, what's it like been, being able to re- uh, wrestle with Alex Rain with uh, as the RCW Tag Champs? Because, I mean, he's starting off, and you've got a wealth of knowledge to pass along. See, like, um, my, fir- or my first title ever was with Chris Parrish, right? And we were tag team champions for about 52 days. And then we lost some, and... I won them with Alex and he tells me, he's like, yeah, man, this is my first title too. And I looked at him and I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, my first ever title is with you when I'm a tag team champion. I'm like, that's so cool. Cause like my first ever title is a tag team title also. Mm-hmm. And I was with one of my mentors, Chris Parrish. And like Alex has only been wrestling about a year or two now. No, about a year. So he has lots to learn. So being able to take him with me and it's not even under my wing, it's just, being us together, he can learn from me, take stuff from me. I can even learn from him and be like, okay, he does this stuff that I want to do. He shows me this. I show him this. We help each other out, right? Mm -hmm. But with the experience and stuff, I can push him to be better. And like with him being a student of top talent, I can also take the knowledge from him and also get better from him just by pushing him to be his best version, right? A hundred percent. Um. Okay, we have talked about a few of the incredible matches you've been a part of. Um, are there any others that really stand out to you that you're exceptionally proud of, whether it's matches, moments, anything like that? I think actually matches, I would have to say, like, one guy that doesn't really get enough credit, but I am going to give credit for her, is Dalton Rogue. Like, he's, he's a really good worker, and I'll say that because, like, me and him didn't really get to tag much we got to tag for a couple months like two three months and then we stopped tagging because we went our own way and then the past couple years like me and him got to wrestle singles matches together i was 15 years old playing the heel against him recently like last weekend me and him wrestled each other at norwood legion downtown in edmonton and man like we put on we put on a good match he's a really Mm -hmm. great worker so I'd say one of those would be with him and like big moment wise would be when I won the singles title, like the challenge championship, February 24th against Michael Richard blaze. That was a big moment having my family there and just being able to celebrate. And like, I've never heard a room so loud before or chant my name that loud. So it's like, wow, like having you guys behind me really means a lot because you've supported me 
no matter me win, no matter me lose, you've always been behind me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, okay. I got a few more for you that I'm going to let you go. Yeah, um, no I like to ask everyone for a match recommendation. So one that you are a fan of that you think the listener should check out. And it can be anything, whether it's WWF, Independence, whatever it is. Oh, man. There's a lot of good ones out here. I would have to, I'm, I'm going to say some from LPW. I would have to say Zoe Sager versus MRB for the Grand Championship. That was, that match definitely opened my eyes and the perspective on how Zoe can wrestle. She may be small, man, but she can hold up her own, like the mm-hmm. strength on her. So I was like, watch, watch Zoe Sager versus Michael Richard Blaze for the LPW Grand Championship. That is another banger. And the other ones I would have to say would be the title change at LPW. Also, Iraq, Rani, and um, Nazar for winning the tag titles. Well, Sheik yeah. Shabazz, sorry. Two excellent choices. So for yourself, what do you have for upcoming shows? Um, the fact we're recording this uh, Monday, it's going to be dropping Wednesday. So, I mean, anything you have upcoming, they'll be able to check you out at. Um, if anyone wants to check it out, uh, November 24th, I'm wrestling at Love Wrestling at or Love Pro Wrestling at the Rec Room, and then uh, November 25th at Norwood Legion downtown in Edmonton, and then December 2nd, I'm down in Saskatoon for Prairie Pro Wrestling, and then December 8th, I'm at Top Talent Midway for uh, our top talent, and then that's my that's my break a little bit for the new year. Have uh, you been told who you're going to be facing off with that top talent yet? I am not too sure. I'm not too sure if I'm exactly on the card, but I'm still going to go to support the show because that's what a good supporter would do. And I train with top talent. So no matter me being on the card or not, I'm going to go show my love and support there. Have tickets sold out. I'm bringing a lot of my friends there to come check it out because it's a Christmas show, right? And Mm -hmm. it's definitely worth the money to go see them um for those listening if they're not already following you where can they find you on social media um instagram you can find me at soi garcia 12 and facebook at cody garcia canic and then my twitter is also son of irish 12 so Uh, irish thank you thank you so much for joining me today this was a blast it was a pleasure thank you for having me on it Thank you so much to Son of Irish, and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Basically, all social media, it's Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, except TikTok. I don't got it. Um, email Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me every saturday doing four exposure with my good friend plugo as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling on the love wrestling youtube page so check that out sign up for the patreon there's some great stuff up there you know love wrestling is just knocking it out of the park lately so uh just check out the streams they are a great time thanks again for checking out the podcast we'll talk soon